0: been a very tantalizing proposition. That's a good word. That's a very good word for a Sunday morning. (laughs) It's been a very tantalizing proposition. So I've had some time to decide whether I want to get one, whether I need one. I've realized I don't need one, but I really wanted one. I waited until the price point made sense to me. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I've had some time to use it. It's been fun sort of picking up a lot of the games. I wish... Could run on the Switch, but don't. And hmm. uh, some of them aren't available. Some of them just don't run well at all. It just that that device left me wanting over the years, and and the Steam Deck seems to sort of fill this intermediary space as well. So I got one, and it's been fun. I have been playing a few games on I it.
1: I genuinely thought you were going to say I got one and used it and used it at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, no, no! I've I've been I've been using it. I've been using it. Again, another conversation is like, I don't know if the game I'm playing is the games on the device or if it's, ah, will the game run? How exciting, let's find out. <laughs> You're I've tinkering had, with I've it had already. Some time to use it. I'm tinkering with it. It's very much a tinkerer's device. Now, m- move forward like a couple of weeks later. Uh, I've, I've had some time to run it through the paces, figured out what I can do with it and what I can't do with it. And one of the things that caught me off guard was how big and how heavy it is. <laughs> it's definitely not in its final form, but I got mm. used to it. I think I developed some upper arm strength uh, inadvertently <laughs> through using it. Until it got comfortable to use. So. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it, as is. All right. I, I, <laughs> is that a Steam Deck, you playing Death Stranded? No, I'm working out. What does it look like? <laughs> <laughs> why not both? <laughs> indeed. Um, well,
2: indeed, why not both? Both. Before we carry on, though, we should say hi. Welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I'm Moggy, and I'm joined by Jeff. Hello. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And yes, this week we are going to be discussing one of our all-time favorite topics, which is form factors, the size, weight, and shape of the devices that you carry around with you every day, that you give a little bit of your budget to, not monetarily, but space in your bag and in your life.
1: And mm. your heart.
2: And your
0: heart. Oh.
2: <laughs> and la your la heart. La it's la a la bit
0: one.
2: We're enough skipping into the sunset with the switch.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Just to, well, on the topic of, of form factors, that's one thing I found very sort of jarring after using a Steam Deck for like a few weeks and being very enamored with it, uh, I decided to pick up the Switch again, and by God, it, it, it felt small. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it it actually felt small for a device that for the longest time i was you know complaining was just a tad bit too big for comfort it felt small (laughs) this device is
1: too big i'm going to go buy something that i'm not sure if i actually need that's three times the size
2: well Uh, i think that's one of the few things that you can generally give nintendo credit for they've been in the handheld game for a very long time and they do understand that this is something that you're supposed to be holding for a a Mm. period of time. It's no good giving, yeah, I mean, like, you know, back in the 80s, it's no good, like, making a Game Boy where the kid has to literally hold one of those old CRT monitors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They knew these
0: kids were strong. (laughs) It vaguely reminds me of the Game Gear.
2: It doesn't surprise me, and it's actually one of the things that excited me about the Switch and excites me about the future of the Switch is that they made... To a, whatever extent they got it working, they made ARM architecture work for a console. Like, if we consider the Switch to be a console, mm. you know, that that's huge. Because isn't that one of the main reasons that the Steam Deck, and there are other Steam Deck-like devices, the reason they're bigger and heavier uh-huh. is that they're not
0: ARM. They are x86, right? For simplification, ARM is the... It's the kind of chips you find in phones and tablets. Yeah, Mm -hmm. ARM is the low-powered phone chips that can, for the longest
2: time, they could keep up, but not to the degree that Mm -hmm. x86, which, as you're going to say, is the computer processor. For the longest time, that was your Intel,
0: your AMD, runs your gaming desktop chip architecture. Mm -hmm. Runs your gaming desktop, runs your workstation, runs your server. Yeah. So, x86, they're big, they're power hungry, they're not a suitable candidate for putting into portable devices. ARM, on the other hand, great in terms of battery life, just enough power to do the things you need them to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was it up until very recently. They could do a
2: decent amount, and Nintendo definitely made it work for the Switch, but they couldn't compete with even, like, the the consumer-level x86 chips that they were putting in, like, your PS4s, your Xbox One even the I think the PS Five and whatever they're calling the current generation of Xbox is run on x eighty six.
0: I think since the PlayStation Four, so it's been a good few years now. <laughs> like since the PlayStation Four, the PlayStation Five, they're they're based around PC architectures. They're essentially PCs <laughs> yeah, they in a fancier so shell. For the listeners at mm-hmm. home who who don't uh, clearly, I know what's going on and understand <laughs>
1: everything you've just said. But for the listeners, <laughs> what uh, are these? What are these chips? Is this processors? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, we're talking about processors. Yeah, the
1: you see I, you see I know I know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. Graphically <laughs> most consoles have a discrete graphics chip, a GPU as opposed to a CPU. I believe the Switch has graphics cores on the that's how arm is different. They have cores on like a system on a chip. The whole chip it has mm. your graphics, has your processors, has your RAM. I'm not sure about the Steam Deck, if it ha- if it's running a discrete GPU or if it's onboard graphics. I know it's uh, AMD architecture, I believe. I don't know a huge amount about their SoCs.
0: Mm-mm-mm. Well, the, the Steam Deck uses something similar to an ARM architecture in the sense that it's an APU. It's not a discrete uh, CPU and GPU. So... When you say In discreet, is terms, that... everything's on one chip. Yep. It's a system on a chip. In terms, everything's on one chip.
1: Uh, yeah, not yep. like they go into another room chip. to fart, kind of discreet. I'm going to keep that silence, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: <laughs> moving swiftly on. The the thing that brings us around to what we wanted to talk about. It's a very
1: discreet thing to do. Yes.
2: Bringing us around to what we wanted to talk about today, the thing with the Steam Deck is it's big and it's heavy because of the power needs of that chip, right? Mm. To wrap it up in an oversimplified way, it's that power draw means bigger battery, hotter components. Mm -hmm. And I know that, like, down the line, I am excited to see what... The Switch Two will look like if the, if Nintendo go that route, which I hope they do. They've got a good thing going, and
1: it's Nintendo. They'll make a brand new thing with a very weird proprietary controller system yeah. that makes no sense. Yeah. It's probably going to involve some sort of boomerang thing. Uh, that was PlayStation. <laughs> for no, the, I mean for physically to play the, the game, you have to <laughs> you have to throw a thing like a boomerang. It's probably yeah. the Nintendo Wallaby. Uh-huh. Mm. You hit it here first. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Personally, I'd like well, to see Nintendo and Apple team up on the next one because. It, Ooh. Well, you've <laughs> got. It's going to be the most expensive thing that's ever existed. It's going to be an incredibly expensive. I, I would like to see somebody that actually knows what a video game is, what it looks like, what it does, that doesn't treat it like some sort of alien device that fell to Earth on a meteorite using apple Mm -hmm. architecture because apple don't know what to do with games like i said they they're sort of poking at it like but what does it do who is this for what kind of alien technology (laughs) could this be and whereas nintendo is like we make things fun but we're gonna run it on a potato i want to see those (laughs) i want to see those two philosophies like smushed together but i doubt that'll ever happen i doubt that'll ever happen because personally i'm huge fan of making things very very small and very very light Mm -hmm. my experience with handhelds ever since we moved away from the game boy era so you know when they moved from game boy to the ds era it was no longer a game boy at that point from the ds onwards all handhelds actually
0: make me lose feeling in my lower fingers over time yeah
1: that's Um, always awkward it's kind of always awkward yeah
0: yeah, yeah. It's I think it just has to do with the way handhelds aren't exactly optimal in terms of viewing. So where you want your hands to be to play the game is not where you want the the screen to be for your eyes to see the game that you're mm. playing. The adjustable screen on the DS
2: was a nice touch for that. I do miss that mm. sometimes. Yeah. The fold the folding screen concept. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, you could actually adjust the angle to suit yourself, which was then mean- rendered meaningless by the 3DS, but Anyway, moving God. on. Mm-hmm.
1: I hated that <laughs> thing so much. It just one, it never worked for me. And when it did, all it, did, all, it did, all it did is made me want to throw up. <laughs> you can turn it, it on was, the 3D. I to... don't want to turn on the
0: 3D. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fun and cool for all about five minutes. Wow, you know, 3D on the go without any glasses. Five minutes later, I'm gonna turn this off and play games the way I've always played games. Yeah, <laughs> this is painful, uncomfortable, yeah. and it adds nothing to the game. <laughs>
2: So, what I wanted to ask was that now you've had the Steam Deck for quite some time, and now that you've actually started to make comparisons to your other portables, how do you feel that it, it fits in? Get it? Fits. Fits into your lifestyle <laughs> as a portable device,
0: not just as a tinkering uh-huh. toy. It's, as a portable device, it's definitely in that group of, like, this thing is not portable in the strictest sense. It is movable. <laughs> a movable portable <laughs> gaming device.
1: Ah, uh, that old chestnut's back.
0: That old chestnut's definitely back because it is ultimately, like, ultimately, ultimately, it's a laptop in, in, in just a different shape. It's a tiny laptop.
1: It's
2: I, the the, the tiny conversations either. that we have had about lap, gaming laptops especially, and mm. exactly that concept, I really get so hung up on the idea of, it's portable. No, it's movable. <laughs> like, if I can't <laughs> throw this in a bag and comfortably walk a couple
1: blocks with it, it's not portable. Mm-hmm. No, it is. Yeah. You just need to, like... Be re- like my <laughs> gaming laptop is portable, it's just it requires like a year's worth of strength training to do what you just mentioned comfortably. In
2: fact, I imagine you as like one of those 1950s kid pulling this giant laptop in his little red truck. <laughs> 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 oh boy, it's portable. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna play together, guys. Come on, and you're there like
0: you mm-hmm, gotta play together, <laughs> mm-hmm. just dragging this. Heavy ass laptop. Which, which also kind of reminds me of how on earth do we go about, you know, like when you were younger, moving your console from like, you know, friend's house to like friend's house.
1: Dude, the GameCube has a like handle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but nobody.
1: Did you ever walk down the street a handle, with the GameCube yes. with it, with it, in the handle? Saying mm. that, I did used to carry my Xbox in, in a backpack to friend's houses. That that required a
0: completely different, like, yeah, that required a completely dedicated backpack. It's like you fit mm. nothing else in there. It's your console, your extra controllers, and your, like, you know, selection (laughs) of games for that specific, like, (laughs) day.
2: (laughs) I mean, this is where Nintendo really, they almost got it perfect with the Switch, right? They Mm. almost got Mm -hmm. it perfect because you can just throw a Switch in a bag, take it somewhere else, and pop it in a different dock, and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that if you go into someone else's house, they only reason they would have a dock is because they have a switch right at which point okay yeah. you could just take a couple extra controllers over and you're good to go if they didn't make the docks cheaper they are way too expensive to justify oh i often like going over to brandon's house but he doesn't have a switch i'll just get a dock leave it at his house and we can you know just bring the switch nobody's spending 70 dollars to do that mm-hmm. you know I way too expensive
1: i, I don't understand yeah, why yeah. nintendo do anything the way they do with their pricing. No. I well, don't get and, it.
0: And and the, the dock itself is not really designed to be moved around. It is kind of an awkward shape, to be honest. It's big. <laughs> mm. I feel uh, like they could they have... Portable
2: docks? Yeah, they, well, portable docks, I mean, I've stayed away from those. I was just going to say, I feel like Nintendo missed something on not making, like, a relatively cheap portable dock that you can just throw in a bag and take around. Because I was burned on using portable docks because of how many of the early third-party ones were literally bricking they consoles.
1: Fr- yeah, they were frying stuff, mm-hmm. weren't they?
2: Well, Nintendo because yes, were, the Nintendo they, they they had a very strange implementation of USB-C, and <laughs> of course they did. Well, yeah, it's very it's not <laughs> proprietary per se, but not every USB-C cable is made equal, and these ones were made very not equal. Anyway, uh, look. We're not here to talk about USB-C today. (laughs) Murdoch, how do you feel the Steam Deck fits into this?
0: The Steam Deck, in and of its own right, it's it's ultimately a PC. It goes into the same place as you would take a gaming laptop to. Mm -hmm. A little bit more convenient in some senses because it's more or less a dedicated device as opposed to a laptop which, you know, comes with a keyboard, comes with a full-on big screen. You need to attach a couple of peripherals to it. It's it's less of a gaming console, more of like an on-the-go laptop device that's that's primed to start your game. Mm. So it's a, it, it sounds like it's a portable console. <laughs> it sounds like play, a portable that console. That plays, yes, that plays PC games. That plays PC games. That's that's the big point. That's I think it's that is the, the dr- selling dr- point, dr- and I think they. That's kind yeah, of the dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is <laughs> it? Well, it feels like it at least.
1: Well, I suppose yeah, for you, yeah, for you Moggy. You You're not exactly. I think you've been through this what with, the, with like the PSP and the Vita and, and the Switch itself about port, on the on the go gaming. We've yeah. discussed
2: it previously. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know anymore. Like the idea appeals to me, but I'm just burned on the whole idea that I'm going to use a portable device as a portable device. Like I use the Switch to play specific games. I don't know if I Mm. need a general-use switch. I don't know if I'd be trying to play Elden Ring on my lunch break if I had Mm. not So the way I game, I don't need a portable.
0: that, That makes sense, and I think that does come to a, like there's a very big personal preference for this activity that one has to keep in mind. I, for one, am very enamored with... Portable gaming. Like I, I I prefer it to sitting in front of a couch or sitting in front of a computer screen to be able to play a few games here and there. The experience isn't optimal, I think would be the right word for certain hmm. categories of games. For other kinds of games though, the smaller ones, uh, the less intensive ones, the ones that are designed to be played in like short five minute, ten minute bursts. I think this is where the form factor lends itself very well. In the same way the switch did in the same way the switch did and i think this is what frustrated me and then this is what led me to actually picking up a steam deck the switch lent itself very well to these smaller things that you can pick up for very short bursts and then drop off very quickly as opposed to like you know a long involved game with like you know cinematic direction and and a story written by a legendary director it's, it's the silly games that you play for like 5 minutes 10 minutes at a time the roguelites the, the rhythm games sometimes mm-hmm. But what I found with the Switch specifically is that there was a limit to what it can run. There's also a Nintendo tax in that, in that regards. Where if the game is cheaper on other platforms, you'd find that there's a baseline under which it rarely goes price-wise for the game mm. specifically. Whereas with Steam Deck, the appeal is that it's not a completely separate device, right? It's not this completely separate platform. You buy the game... For Steam, and then you have the liberty of playing it on a full-on desktop PC, on a laptop, or if it happens to work, and this is a key point, (laughs) one to be stressed on. if it happens to work well on the Steam Deck, then you have access to it on the Steam Deck too. I don't like that. I don't like that if. I'm guessing the Linux Uh, voodoo isn't... All-encompassing. The Linux Voodoo is very impressive for what it is. I'll have to give it to them. They have done some very impressive magic to get it to work. I'm impressed with what it can do. I'm looking forward to see what it will be able to do in a generation or two. But it is Mm. one of those cases of tamper your expectations. You are not Mm. getting, like, high settings, beautiful 4K quality graphics this is very much the mobile version of whatever you're playing on your pc but for the sake of portability it's enough Mm.
2: that's really what i wanted to get into today what i really wanted to get into today was that question of why does this thing and now i want to open it up to more a more broader definition of thing not just steam deck Why does this thing Mm. deserve space in my bag? Because as I said up top, I see my bag as having a budget in the same way that I have a monthly budget for my spending. I have a budget of how much specifically weight and bulk I'm willing to carry around with me on a day-to-day basis. And Mm. that's why when I bought a laptop some years ago, I opted not to get a gaming laptop even though I had the budget for one, and actually spent a similar amount of money on a ultra thin and light. Because for me, the idea of, you know, moving around from place to place, traveling, going away, all that kind of thing with a laptop like Jeff's, which is a very heavy MSI gaming laptop was just a nightmare. I, I couldn't. I've done it in the past. I just couldn't picture doing it again. And now, ironically, I actually, half the time I travel, I don't even take a laptop. I take an iPad Hmm. because I Hmm. want the smallest, lightest thing because I don't want my bag to be heavy.
0: That's that's a good point. It it makes sense. That's a good point. Um, I'm reminded of a small anecdote not too long ago. I think we might have uh, discussed it in Outside Hours. I remember walking into one of the Apple stores at some point in time, just to take a look at the new shiny stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just to into the Garden of Temptation. <laughs> yeah, walk into the Garden of Temptation. And I, and I picked up like a standard-sized iPhone. Hmm. And the thing that really hit me is that this is what's supposed to be the regular-sized thing. And the immediate reaction was, this is heavy. Mm. I, I don't know why, but it hit me. Like, this is heavy. And I walked over to, like, their thinnest and lightest laptop, you know, the MacBook Air, the one which, like, some 10-odd years ago, they showcased as removing out of a manila envelope. That's how thin and light it is. Mm -hmm. I'm picking that up and thinking, by God, this is heavy. They are. I have an
2: Intel MacBook Pro, the 13-inch, and I think it weighs Mm -hmm. something like one and a half kilos. Compared to the Mm -hmm. iPad, it's heavy. And... In many cases, I'm realizing the iPad is heavy. If you're sitting there holding it for any period of time, that 800 grams or whatever it is becomes heavy. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. if I'd have bought the bigger iPad Pro. Like, I have the small one. Is it 800 grams? Is that really how heavy it is? It's something like that. I mean, that I'm pulling that off the top of my head. Let me let me ask the, the Google.
1: When you talked about going into the Apple Store, Murdoch, and you're picking up the phone and then it hit me, I just imagined it was a security guard hitting you as you tr- tried to walk out the <laughs> store with the phone. Oh, that's my, that's my, the image that went my, through my head.
0: <laughs> my my brain went somewhere else. I was thinking Newton falling you know, apple falling on head. I
2: am ah. uh, I I am wrong. You heard mm-hmm. it here first, folks. I was wrong. The smaller 11 inch Pro is 470 grams, and the. Twelve point nine inch is six hundred and eighty five grams.
1: Oh,
0: That's, okay.
1: That's actually kind of light, but yeah, I mean, hold holding that physically in your hands for a while, you're gonna yeah. start feeling it. Uh,
2: and what I'm realizing is that I probably, at the back of my mind, I'm always comparing iPads to books. Mm. That's mm. the the comparison I have for these devices, and I think the difference is is that holding a an eleven inch iPad to me, it's like holding a very big hardback book this is the Mm. you bought it on day one big heavy fantasy novel hardback and what i really want is a terry pratchett paperback that's the sort Mm. of weight i want in my hand i want this to be something that i can comfortably sit there for five hours using and lose myself to
0: Mm. and i think sometimes that that form factor like needs to be taken into consideration it does you get very well engrossed in like what you're reading so that the, the form factor itself doesn't become an issue at all like you're just very consumed with what you're reading but if it does get to the point where this thing is a bit too heavy or a bit too uncomfortable it becomes a little too much not to notice
2: yeah i mean the thing is sometimes like if you do get into a flow state or you know you lose yourself to something and you're using a heavy device Let's, for example, take like the 3DS. It's not that mm-hmm. heavy, but on the few games that I got for it that I was really wanting to just, you know, game away an entire day with, like let's say Majora's mm-hmm. Mask. Love that game, love mm-hmm. playing it. If I did lose myself to playing it, I would have that problem where literally fingers were going numb.
1: It's also the 3DS mm. was really heavy when you accidentally dropped it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if anybody else did that or if it was just me. Multiple, multiple times. We've experienced it.
2: Yeah, well, I think everyone has. It's ironic that a lot of these handheld devices have stopped being handheld. So a laptop, so named because you used it on your lap, a lot of people are using it on a desk now or or whatever. And your handheld iPad, or at least my handheld iPad, spends most of its life with one of those fold-up cases on a desk or the arm of a chair or something like that. I'm not Mm. holding it in my hands. And weight is a huge part of it. But at the same time, I think the question I really want to dive into isn't just like the handheld weight of it. It really is. Why does this thing belong in my bag? If I'm going away for the weekend, why am I putting a Steam Deck in my bag?
0: That's a very good question. I think it lends itself as well to that other odd question of like, do you get specific purpose devices Or do you get one that does most of the other things that you may need well? Like, if you are an avid reader, for some people, you know, it's not even a, a second thought. They will keep a Kindle on them all the time. And the weight is a huge thing for that. Yep, it is. The weight is a huge part of why
2: a Kindle works. The e-ink I've personally discovered isn't as big a deal when you have a higher quality screen. I thought LCD screens were the problem. I can read just fine on an iPad with the brightness settings tweaked and everything else. Mm. But I think your experience with the Kindle is a little different, Murdoch.
0: My experience with the Kindle has been along the lines of I'm glad that I have one. I'm not saying that I, I regret the purchase completely. I have read some books on it, but nowhere near as many as I was thinking hoping I would which is also another like topic of conversation getting a thing doesn't necessarily ensure that you are going to do the activity associated with it, it may just sit there and you do the exact same amount of nothing that you did before
2: <laughs> it's the smart watch to get you to go out running yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's like a smart
1: watch to get you out. you know oftentimes we're buying into the idea of oh wouldn't this be nice and then now you're just as lazy as you ever were
2: well, and I want to come back to what I said before about a budget. I feel like the weight of these devices, the size and the bulkiness is another part of some of those decision-making moments that we have where we go, I need a new laptop. Therefore, I want the laptop that does everything, right? I'm going to get the mm-hmm. biggest, expensivest, gamenist laptop. And then you discover that you spend all your time gaming on the desktop tower that you already have. So it's like, Mm -hmm. are you getting the gaming laptop because you need it, because there is a a specific use case for it? Or are you getting it because I need a thing, therefore I want the best? Because I know that Jeff, for example, had a far more in-depth reason for buying his big heavy gaming laptop and it wasn't because of the I might use this am I right Jeff yeah it was
1: my tower well it didn't it didn't die so much as I finally took it off of life support Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah yeah the PSU sounded like it was it sounded like a like a rotating bin with gravel in it so that was never good it sounded Mm. like it was sort of like trying to take off like my planet needs me type situation (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) So when I, at the time, I knew that I was probably going to be moving around more. I didn't want to have to deal with a gigantic thing. And it turned out very well because pretty much as soon as I got the laptop, everything sort of changed. COVID I ended happened. up needing to... <laughs> COVID happened and I needed to be very... I had to move. And yeah, this laptop nimble, has been perfect for me. Yeah, <laughs> for me. Yeah, because for me, it is portable. I'm dying on this hill. It's portable. It's not movable. Well, no, it is movable.
2: <laughs> so... What um, I'm saying is yeah. that there was a good reason for you,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. I needed something that was portable, and I needed it to do everything that my PC mm. did because it was my, it was and is my primary Computer primary device. device.
2: Yeah. Mm. So, so I guess when I come to actual portables, like I think I make the joke about portable and movable, but laptops sit in their own category. I while they are technically a portable, I think what I'm really talking about is like smartphones handheld gaming consoles iPads things like that i think hmm. the portability of them versus the usability of them is very important for those exact reasons like gaming on the iPad is lackluster it
0: it is and not for lack of not for lack of capability either there's just nothing there's in, in the good the sort of quality range that you get. Okay, on, that's on not fair. Ones. There's
2: some good games that are available, but not often it's not the one that you want. You know, you're not
0: getting Horizon Zero Dawn on your iPad. That's pretty much it. And it's it's a space I've been watching for the longest time, and I've just sort of given up hope. The The release of, say, Resident Evil 7, I think, on the... Uh, it wasn't even on the iPads, on the uh, M2 oh, the... Apple computers. Mm-hmm. That's... It's a great, like case in point of what these devices are capable of, but the industry isn't going to shift overnight to start supporting these platforms. It's like, cool that it can do that, but yeah, we'll continue supporting what we've, you know, we will continue doing what we have always done, which is release on PC and and consoles. So Mm. just because this platform can do this is not an indicator that this is what's going to happen as the norm. So that's the case with the iPad. It's really capable. In terms of like, there's potential. They have all the right pieces in place, just at different times. But ultimately, what ended up happening is that you know, no developers are making the kinds of games you may be used to on other platforms on these devices, and it is something to consider.
1: I think that's the day we've mentioned it before, isn't it? You know, it's mm. the risk of buying into potential oh, of, yes. of these devices rather than actually what does it do now? Know, Purchasing for yeah, what mm. what do you need it for now? Rather than oh, this could do this is neat in the future maybe. <laughs>
2: I think mm-hmm. this is the Netflix is coming to the Switch any day now conversation. <laughs> is it still, is it still yeah. not on the
0: Switch? No, It's nope. not. And, it isn't.
2: <laughs> and I think that's where I would like to bring this in for a landing today. I want to ask the Steam Deck, outside of gaming, what do you think it can do? Could I revisit my thinking way back when when I got the Nintendo Switch of is this going to get netflix youtube disney plus can i install an e-reader on this can
0: i install microsoft office on this is this <laughs> a potential tablet replacement i think that's a it's a very good question it's a very important question i'll just take one step back i will talk about the switch for a second that's a console which i have played quite a few games on and have enjoyed up to a certain point where the games I wanted to play were no longer being ported over. And if they were, they were being ported over very poorly. So it it stopped doing what it initially did very well. The Steam Deck, on the other hand, even though it is very much running through an experimental phase, it is an experimental device. This is not, you know, finished production level. It's not its final form. There's probably going to be a second generation. But ultimately, ultimately... It does run quite a few games today on account that it is pretty much just a PC in a slightly different form factor. You connect it to an external screen, you connect it to a keyboard, to a mouse, even connect it to a TV. It's, it's just a PC. You can repurpose it as such. So you can, you know, simply open up a browser on this device and watch mm. your Netflix or, you know, Disney Plus or Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, like it's usable like that today.
2: And since it's a Linux PC, theoretically, you can install Linux programs on it. So, if I wanted e e-reader, I could install Calibre. If I wanted mm-hmm. a productivity suite, I could install the LibreOffice suite. Mm-hmm.
0: Or ultimately, you could you could just install Windows on it and use it as a low-powered Windows PC.
2: Mm-hmm. But does it do it well? Is the next question. That's the <laughs> you know that's the million-dollar question. It's like if I'm giving space in my bag over to this, does this do what I want? And I think the final thing for me is that for the cost to weight
0: to screen ratio, I think for Mm. me, the iPad still wins. Mm. I don't disagree with you there. I think the only reason the Steam Deck was appealing, well, the main reason the Steam Deck was appealing, even as an experimental device, was the price point. I I still think it's maybe a bit expensive mm-hmm. it's a bit expensive as an experiment but that's about the limit of what i'd consider okay this this is still somewhat affordable yeah but ultimately yeah i think in terms of space in your backpack this is not deserving of space it's heavy it is a little bit annoying to to move around unless you were specifically playing a game continuously then I don't think that this is something that goes everywhere with you. I think it's one of those special occasion situations where you are already playing a game. Uh, Yeah. I guess, like, I think we brought it up last week. The
2: the nice thing that it affords is that you can continue playing your game on your handheld while the main TV mm. is repurposed for, I don't know, whatever television show, sporting event, you know, the rest of the family wants to watch you know if you want to like hang out or even if you just want to go away and that happens to be where your pc is you can still play they're nice for that i know the switch Mm. is nice for that it allows me and my girlfriend to play our own games without butting heads who gets the tv (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mm. do you guys have any final thoughts you want to wrap up on today
1: yeah just a real quick one when recording a podcast make sure your laptop is actually plugged in at the wall um, oh, le- no. Lester, Does get warning. It- your piece, <laughs> please plug in your thing. Oh God! But, but <laughs> other than that, so so I think um, preparation and
0: uh, <laughs> is is real key. All right.
1: Okay. And Murdoch, do you have anything
2: you want to finish off with today?
0: I think it's just to reiterate the question. It's like I don't have an answer for this, but if you're talking about form factors of devices, you really have to think like. How big this is, how big or small, how big is too big and how small is too small for certain devices. There's definitely that odd question of how big or small the device is, something to take into consideration. You also want to think, if you are taking this device, does it do a single thing really well or is, or can it cover... Ground for multiple uses, say, you know, like a tablet. Like you can use it as a reader. You can also use it as a, you know, semi entertaining gaming device. You can also use it as a mobile, like, you know, TV show and movie viewer. And you can even use it as a productivity suite. You can use it as a productivity suite. Yep. And the third question, which really, you know, comes back to ask this whole thing with regards to form factors, is like, where do you actually intend to use it? Because The first two might not be as relevant depending on where you want to use it. If it's a device that sits in your backpack and you are literally carrying it everywhere you go, then size and weight become a very big question. Whereas if it's something that, okay, you're just going to use on the couch or you're going to use in bed, like it might not be as important. Yeah, I will admit, I didn't
2: realize how many people actually want these gaming devices specifically to play a little bit of gaming before bedtime. For those of us who struggle to find the hours, it's actually turning out to be a very key point for busy people. So I will give the Steam Deck and the Switch that, that it does allow you to play, as you said, most of what you want to play <laughs> before bed or before you get up for, to start your day so mm-hmm. I'll give them that okay well I hope you guys have taken away something good today we will be back next week we've been Indulgently Minimal you can follow us on Twitter at Indulgently Mini. we're also Indulgently Minimal on Instagram any questions, comments just shoot us an email at Indulgently at gmail.com I've been Moggy and I've been joined this week by Jeff
1: yeah thanks guys go easy on yourselves and Murdoch Eh, Remember, folks, indulge just a little. Thanks for joining us. See you for the next one. Bye. Bye. Take care, everyone.